0: A solo travel woman is a woman who is passionate about exploring new destinations, immersing themselves in different cultures, and really getting out there to create these once-in-a-lifetime memories without letting fear or anyone hold them back. Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and each week I am here to help motivate, inspire, and empower you to take your next solo adventure. Whether you've traveled solo before, or maybe you're just thinking about it, you're going to learn so much here as we dive into different destinations, give the best tips around budgeting and planning your next solo itinerary. You're going to hear from all different experts and travel enthusiasts about their solo adventures. So I invite you to tune in each week as we take this amazing journey together on the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Hello, solo travelers. Welcome to episode 24 of the solo travel woman podcast. I can't believe we've done this 24 times. I think sometimes it's just so much fun that it just flies by. And even though we've changed things up from every week to every two weeks, I still can't believe it's episode 24. That is just absolutely crazy. But I'm just so excited to still have you here listening each time a new episode comes out. So thank you so much. I personally am really excited about this episode of the podcast. We all know that traveling is obviously one of the most amazing things you can do. However, as much as it's amazing and you're learning new things and experiencing new things, it can really take a toll on your mind and body. You know, whether you're traveling to unfamiliar destinations and so you're having a mix of emotions from fear to excitement, or you're just constantly moving and constantly on the go that you Find it hard to keep up with your lifestyle that you maintain at home or eating healthy and getting hydrated. There's so much that goes into traveling besides just the experience of traveling that you still have to keep up with. And so today's episode, we're joined by an international yoga teacher. She's also a huge travel enthusiast and the founder of the Wild Yoga Tribe. Lily Allen Duenas. She is here joining us from France, everyone, which is insane. And I'm so excited. But Lily, hi, thank you so much for
1: joining us. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me.
0: So I'm so excited. I just talking to you before this episode, and you know, as we've gotten to know each other, the stories you have are just amazing. And the places you've gone and how you've been able to really just find that balance of, you know, traveling and being on the go being busy, but still keeping a healthy body and a healthy mindset. I just, I think this will be just so beneficial to our travelers as they get back into traveling. Cause we've had so such a long time off that I think people need to get back into that groove of what that looks like. And so I think this is coming at the best time for the audience.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Happy to
0: hear it. <laughs> yeah. So obviously solo travel, this is the solo travel woman podcast would love to start with like learning about, you know, kind of when and how did you start traveling? When did you kind of veer into solo Mm -hmm. travel and just kind of what that's looked like for you over the years?
1: Absolutely. So I think my first international trip was when I was 12 with my dad. He took me to Spain, France, and Germany um, because he's an awesome dad and loves to travel. And that was a great kind of foray. Um, And then I did some volunteer work in Mexico during spring breaks, all in that throughout high school. And then, um, you know, went to Jamaica as a high school graduation gift and then um, continued to travel, uh, over the summers in college. And then I became a, um, a foreign exchange student or I studied abroad in Greece. And so when I was in Greece, I did quite a lot of travel, but that was always with my fellow classmates and people I met. So, you know, Prague and London and uh, let's see, Rome, and so it was just kind of the classics. Um, so it wasn't until 2017 when I was kind of ankle deep in, <laughs> in uh, my marketing management, nonprofit career, and all that, that I started to do solo traveling. Um, I went to Nepal in uh, July 2017. That was my first solo trip, uh, but I did it to become a yoga teacher. I got yo- certified there in Kathmandu at Nepal Yoga Home and had just an incredible experience, and I felt like within four. 48 hours of being there i knew i was supposed to keep traveling and learning and growing and teaching it just i just felt like my heart could have exploded with <laughs> just like the desire to keep going but i um did a survey you know with the closest people in my life and they're like yeah got to come home to clean up you know your stuff pack up get things kind of taken care of you can't just keep your one backpack you went with, and just go. So I did go home. I for about three months, and I quit my job, and I, um, you know, sold a bunch of stuff, and just got things packed up, and then I spent about two and a half years um, traveling around Asia and Europe. Um, about half of it solo, and then the other half I ended up falling in love with a Aww. dream boat French man that I met <laughs> on a small island in Cambodia, and. Um, I was teaching yoga there. He was a scuba dive instructor there and I just yeah, head over heels kind of, amazing romance stories So we were able to travel together about half the time but other the other half i would do solo uh usually because i would find a job in a certain country and he'd find a job in a different one so we would just separate for a few months and then come back together if we found a job in a different country to, at the same spot and then back together and apart kind of ebbing and flowing so very organic but covid of course changed uh yeah. all of our plans. Um, It was very sad when that happened. I was three days away from hopping on my plane ticket, uh, my plane trip to India for the third time, but I had to cancel that and that trip because of COVID. And then I was landlocked in the U.S. for most of 2020 and just slipped into France um, here in December of, t- of 2020. And now we're my husband and I, we, we got married in the last <laughs> handful of months and are living in the north of France, um, just kind of waiting out COVID, kind of not making any concrete plans necessarily, but we have quite a few little fluffy cloud-like ideas that we're we're falling in love with
0: (laughs) i love that i love that i think it is so you're the second guest i've had who on their travels met their dream boat of a significant other (laughs) Mm. and i'm like okay hi my turn like what's happening for me hello
1: (laughs) oh my gosh ireland or something soon it's gonna happen totally sarah i believe it
0: you know in 2019, so right before you know the world went to crap, um, I was at an Irish pub for my birthday in December um, of 2019 with a couple of my girlfriends. And we met these two gentlemen from Ireland. They've lived here for like six years. And when I told them I was surprising my mom that Christmas with a trip. They both were like, oh, when you, you know, and they're in their insanely amazing accent. And they were like, oh, you know, when you go, you are just like the perfect woman. You're going to have so many men hitting on you. I was like, okay.
1: are <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm ready. Bring it I'm on.
0: Like, Thanks. <laughs> oh, like, that's
1: Don't awesome. Don't mind if I
0: do. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm time, rooting for you.
0: <laughs> at that time, I was in a relationship, though. So even though it was like very flattering, I was like, "Ooh." I obviously was, you know, but now I'm like, hello.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's
0: just hit the town. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you and your trip.
1: mom, go Maybe for it. Maybe that's why
0: the trip kept getting pushed because they were wait- it was waiting till I was available.
1: <laughs> hey, I like that mentality. Everything happens for a reason.
0: Right, right. Maybe that's it. <laughs> so obviously those are some amazing, you know, experiences on how you got into solo travel. Um, I know a lot of people we've talked to, a lot of their travel stories have happened by accident, which is so funny. So it's nice to hear a kind of a different take on how solo travel and that journey kind of started. What are some standout experiences? I always like mm. to hear that, like, cause we all have our amazing stories. And the one thing I've learned over talking to more and more, you know, travelers is a lot of the most standout experiences are when things go wrong. People get so scared of things going wrong or things not being perfect. But the best stories are when something happens by chance or accident or because something didn't go the way it was planned. So I always like to hear standout stories or like just some fun experiences that you might have had on your traveling journeys.
1: Great question. No, I love that. And it's always fun to kind of like reminisce and revisit. Right? <laughs> there, there, there's an amount of time that happens where you just like don't get to talk about your trip sometimes. So it's always nice to revisit. Um, I think one of my most standout um, moments was in Thailand, um, outside of Chiang Mai, there is a Vipassana center, a monastery, um, called Wat Wua forest monastery. And at this, it, it was my first time staying with monks. And since then it's, uh, I think I've done five different meditation retreats and Vipassanas in, um, you know, all over Asia. But this one was so special to me because the monks, um, They offered so many teachings each day and they had great senses of humor. Um, There was a a wonderful story that a monk um, said he was meditating in a forest and a tiger came to him, uh, he he said, and the tiger looked at him a little hungrily and the monk said, I'm a vegetarian. I don't barbecue you. You don't barbecue me. <laughs> and then the tiger walked away peacefully. And like I just loved that oh, story. Oh my it was, goodness! It's the they had such good energy. And what was so special is that every day we would spend hours in meditation, of course, but we would tend, spend one hour each day walking through the mountains outside of the monastery, barefoot with the monks. And so for me that was just such a powerful experience of extreme mindfulness, extreme gratitude and presence that um, that feels very kind of permanently marked in my heart.
0: That's awesome. That's so funny though. That's <laughs> I, I would have been like crappy myself and he was just like you don't barbecue me. I don't worry.
1: <laughs> I know he was so chill about it. I was I was very impressed.
0: <laughs> that is so fun. I love that. Um, yeah, I had um. one, I think one of my most fun stories, I mean, I've had a lot, but I think one of the f- most crazy and like totally out of my, I always try to go completely out of my comfort zone when I'm traveling, cause I always try to say that the worst that can happen is I make a fool out of myself and I'll never see these people again. So it's totally fine. Hmm. And so when I was in Amsterdam, which I'm sure everyone knows where this is heading. Um, I went to a show a specific kind of show uh, that I was very shocked to see because I didn't know. I mean, I knew how freeing Europe was with, you know, sexuality and, you know, public PDA and all this other stuff. But I didn't realize what some of the shows were in Amsterdam. Hmm. And um, I was with like some of the people I stayed in a hostel with and I got called on stage. Ooh. And I was like mortified, but also like, I can't say no, peer pressure. So I get up there. And, like, I ended up, like, being in a skit with one of the, quote-unquote, performers. And I ended up getting, like, spinned around the stage and, like, in a dress. And he was so sweet, though. He, like, made sure to hold my dress so nobody saw any goods because I'm not a paid performer. Oh, amen. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want people seeing that stuff. And I literally was so – but it's so out of my comfort zone because I never want to be the spotlight or center of attention. And I get so scared and very, like, insecure – but I have to say that was probably the most like amazing, fun, crazy experience I've ever had traveling because mm. because I became like the star of the show and it was so much fun and I ended up being on stage for like two more skits. It was great.
1: <laughs> oh, that's wild. I definitely have never been pulled onto stage for any kind of Skit like that, I think, yeah, I would have been really nervous, but I'm glad it was such a positive experience. Yes,
0: and and I think it helped too because there was like three other, three or four other women up there with me, so at least I was like, can share the horror with them. But it was great.
1: Mm. (laughs) I think it's so funny, Sarah, how you said my mind was just, you know, how you said that. So many people say their best stories happen when things went wrong, and in my head, I was just spinning through things. It's like, I, I can't remember when anything went wrong. <laughs> and all of my, I mean, I guess I remember when I like picked a city I went to and I shouldn't have, or you know, you arrived way too late or you you couldn't get money out of an ATM. Like, of course I have those stories, but I feel like my most impactful stories were usually when I was invited into somebody's home and got to prepare a meal with them, or they took me, you know, to, uh, on a hike through the, um, mountains outside of their, Hostel or I did a cooking class with uh, the hotel just because I always wanted to learn how to make samosas like just all these little stories. I think it's that personal connection for me um, and really getting to feel like I'm I just I'm connecting on like this intimate personal level with um, a family and with the community. Like that's I think also for me, not when things go wrong, but when when things go really right. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. So, all right. Now I want to kind of get into the meat, I guess you could say, of the podcast. And can we say, like, get into the avocado? Get into the avocado. Totally. We can yes. get into the avocado. Let's do it. <laughs> and so, anyway, so obviously, I would love to hear more about, you know, the wild yoga tribe and what its mission is and what that is. And then, if you can also just expand on that and really get into, you know, the how to maintain that mindset and that healthy balance when you're traveling, and you know, any tips and tricks. And just we want to hear it all like any ex- expert advice you have on how people can just keep that lifestyle and keep healthy while they're traveling, and you know, and importantly, you know, with their mind too, not just physically.
1: Mm, wonderful. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. So the Wild Yoga Tribe, um, I started back in 2017 once I got certified. Um, I have this intention and this desire to kind of uncover the true path of yoga uh, for everyone that I'm uh, – you know, everyone who's I encounter or who becomes a student of mine or – who visits my website or my page, I want to create this resource and the space or container where people can come and really get a sense of the authentic root source of yoga. Because when you're scrolling on Instagram, seeing pretzel bodies, or when you're seeing a, you know, a a fancy lady in a latte carting a Lululemon yoga mat, it's like, that's not the true authentic path of yoga. That's kind of um, maybe the superficial layers or that's the westernized kind of appropriation of yoga. But yeah, this really expansive and vast ancient path to um, to wellness to health it's it's a huge knowledge and science-based uh, approach to living and has so much wisdom to offer and a lot of limbs that's a, a word we use on the path of yoga there's eight limbs or pathways that will help you reach kind of enlightenment or more wellness or a greater sense of wholeness and connection. So it's this wonderful path that's of course at the root of the mission to help uncover that and illuminate that for anyone who comes into the ecosystem. So I am trying as well to architect a community that's global in nature. So this ecosystem um, is based on the true nature of yoga and it's a space to reclaim our wholeness and awaken our aliveness. So what I kind of mean by that is I didn't want to create a yoga page. That's Lily Allen Duenas yoga.com or yoga with Lily.com. Like I I didn't want it just to be about me. I, I wanted it to be about everyone who has a question uh, about yoga or wants to know more or the teachers that I encounter and the, the lessons that I've learned, or how can I kind of create this space where people can come to to really get their questions answered or to have a conversation about something that's moving through them in an authentic and wholehearted way, where we we just like t- tap in just to those deeper levels, the subtler bodies of of what yoga can be. So that's That's really my mission and my goal. Um, I do have a, I just launched my own podcast as well, Sarah. What is it? The Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. Yes. That's
0: amazing. (laughs) So everyone, you have to follow this podcast, Wild Yoga Tribe.
1: Yes. Um, I just launched episode one last week. Episode two is coming out. But what I'm doing is I'm interviewing uh, people that I've met along my path, traveling and teaching and learning. I'm interviewing my teachers and fellow yoga teachers I've studied with. And we're getting to talk about what's yoga like in Egypt or how do people in Poland um, like what's the yoga scene like there? So we're really shining lights on the global yoga community, not just yoga in California or, you know, yoga in the West. So I think that's key. And then also inviting in monks and gurus and masters and different people I've gotten to learn from and they're sharing their wisdom with uh, me and my community. And I'm just so honored and grateful because already it's just kind of creating this this energy field I feel like where there's so much wisdom and to gain and so much curiosity is like ignited. I, I'm just pumped, really excited.
0: That's really cool. Definitely and we'll have the link to the podcast everyone in the description. So make sure you definitely go check that out.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So should we dive into the health section? Yes, I would love that
0: because I know I need to learn some lessons here. So uh, take it away. We want to hear it all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Um, Okay. So I'll give a little preface to that. While I'm a yoga teacher, I also was before I started traveling, um, I was a pretty big gym rat. <laughs> I like love to run a 5K every morning and like go to all the weightlifting classes at the gym. Like I was a big like two a days and circuit Sundays. Like I I was into it. <laughs> so when I knew I was going to start traveling, I was very anxious, saying, "Okay, if I'm my first stop, you know, a small remote island." I'm not going to have access to any kind of physical equipment. And I'm just not a person who loves running on the sand. That's just not my my game. So I was Mm -hmm. thinking how to prepare myself and prepare my my big backpack to help support me and my health goals. So I think the, the first kind of really concrete solid tip I have is to invest a simple $10 on Amazon. You can buy these stretchy TheraBand's. Okay. Um, so there are these circles um, that looks like a giant rubber band. And I recommend just traveling with one or two because they can be at different. um, They call it like resistance levels like green can be really. Really like easy, and you can very easily stretch it. Whereas the black one, it's like almost impossible to make it move three inches. Like, <laughs> you know, they have these, these different levels. Um, travel with a couple of those. They're as light as air, they don't add any bulk. And then travel as well with, I would recommend a TheraBand, um, which is a very elastic, but a jump rope style. So it's not an actual jump rope, but it's a very stretchy, very stretchy jump rope band. So it's not in a loop shape of the jump rope stretchy. Maybe you'll, you can link to one in the show notes, but again, these are, it's very light. It's elastic rubber tube with handles on it. And those, those two main things are the lightest things you can travel with that still provide a lot of opportunity for resistance, um, and for body weight. Um, so it's, it's of course great to do like clamshells, right? Work on your inner thighs. But if you have a resistance band around your legs, those are going to be infinitely more productive. Same with donkey kicks, same with sidesteps. Like there's so many different, um, whole body exercises you can do that these resistance bands just really maximize your time and your efforts for, um, for results. So of course, on YouTube, there's amazing videos that you can download and or stream where you're just doing a 10 minute resistance band workout, um, targeting a certain muscle group. So I recommend just kind of trying to dip your toe into finding a teacher or a class that that feels good. And then just watching those and trying to dedicate a little 30 minutes every morning, you know, when you wake up before you go about your day, just like that should be usually if you're in a tropical place too, you know, mornings are kind of less hot. (laughs) (laughs) less less, awful. So it's a good time to dedicate. And at the end of the night, you're more likely to just be with your friends wanting to have a glass of wine or wanting to go for that, you know, bioluminescent plankton tour, like you're not going to want to grab your therabands and start doing your 30 minute workout. So I think morning's best. And often the people in the hostel will be like, what the heck is she doing? I want to do it. So then people can join you or you can go running with someone. Like it's, it's pretty awesome when people see someone exercising, they're usually like, Oh, I wish I did that. Or can I do that with you? Or they it's, it's a fun conversation starter too. Um, so these therabands and the stretchy jump rope is by far my recommendation. What I actually do is I have a subscription to Less Mills, um, okay. Less Mills an International um, program, and it's it, you can stream it as well, or, or you can download it offline, which is what I do. Just store it in my library. And then I do these 30 minute, it's called CX works, like C is in Cobra, X is in xylophone works. And it's these 30 minutes targeted for whole body body or whole body exercising using only body weight, plus oh, those nice. bands. So it's amazing the results you can get in just 30 minutes a day. Um, and it just helps you feel like better kind of, I guess, about um, all of the snacks and sweets and treats that you're going to be probably trying in all these new countries.
0: I have to say that whole use your body weight thing I can't tell you the amount of times I was in a hotel room and I would use like well one time my like the event planner at the hotel that I was doing an event at gave us like two bottles of wine and I was using those as like just added weight when I was like doing any type of like Totally,
1: lunges or your tricep. Yep, there's a lot. And honestly,
0: everyone, you can really get a good deadlift in with your full suitcase. I mean, if you're like me and you have that straight up full to the 50 pounds you're allowed suitcase, do some deadlifts with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's, I mean, even laundry detergent, you can buy like a box for five euro or, you know, a a cheap, but it's going to be a few kilos heavy. So that'll really improve your squats, your lunges. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of creativity to be had. I've filled up big water bottles with wet sand. That's usually kind of as heavy as you can get a bottle to be with wet sand, but you just need to get, just get creative. And I love tricep dips using a chair. Or a small coffee table, like you can do tricep dips, lunges, you don't need anything for unless you have a little added weight you want to add. It's as soon as you start to kind of tap into some of these. Oh, I can do just, I can do 10 push ups, then I can do 10 tricep dips, then I can put on a TheraBand and do. Um, you know 10 side steps to each side then you repeat three times then you're already at 15 minutes like that's amazing it's not as intimidating as as it sounds as soon as you just kind of poke at it a little bit and figure out what you want to do exactly
0: Although traveling solo is one of the best experiences you can ever have, sometimes it does get kind of lonely, and sometimes it's really hard to find others who share that same passion of traveling and doing it on their own. And that is why I love Tourlina. Tourlina is an amazing app that allows women to connect with fellow female travel companions and locals within a secure and trusted network. It is safe and reliable. Every new user gets checked and only verified users can chat with each other. It's for women only. So you could still be part of that solo travel woman network. And it also just makes you want to travel. It's not a dating app and you're never going to travel alone when you join Tourlina. So my viewers, what's awesome is Tourlina is giving you 50% off a one-year subscription. Use code Sarah50 and go to Tourlina twirlina.com slash promo to get your 50% off. Again, that's Tourlina.com slash promo for 50% off. All the details are in the description below. How have you kept the balance also, you know, obviously with working out and things like that, but just with the constant, you know, go, go, go and, you know, having to go here and having to go there and wanting to make sure you fit everything in so you could see things. How have you found the balance in making sure you can really make the most out of your travels, but also kind of, I guess, find that balance in keeping the calm and not getting too, too worked up or too, I guess, stressed about finding everything? Have you been able to kind of Mm. find that, you know, balance between seeing it all, but also taking time for yourself to also just breathe (laughs) when traveling? I I struggle with that a lot.
1: I, that's a great question. And I think something that I'd hope every traveler would you know, probably hopefully be thinking about, like, how can I feel more at ease during this experience? Um, Because it can be stressful, as you alluded to, and it can be overwhelming and exhausting. And taking care of your mental and physical health is just key to really enjoy your trip.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely yes, I I know, I'm sure other people are like that. Because there's sometimes, you know, I get home from a vacation, I need another one, because it's just like, I'm constantly going. And I'm like, I need a vacation from my vacation. I don't mm. feel like I took any time to like chill. It's like maybe I'm not working my work, but I was working in a whole nother way of like making sure I saw everything.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's definitely an internal kind of pressure cooker where you're like, ah, I don't want to miss out. But yeah. it's it's taking care of yourself to that will just help you have a better trip overall. So for me, how I balance it is I never really – I, I do my best. I'd say to to not plan my trip like two days here, two days here, three days here. Like I really try okay. to take my take a little bit more time, because for me it's it's a little bit less like just checking four things off a list and grabbing a magnet for my fridge and and more about really like getting to know a community and learning a little language and feeling more like I have my bearings. Yeah. And I'm, so I go a little slower, probably maybe than the average traveler. I'd say usually in like one city I spend a month. Um, oh, wow. Okay. That I know I go slow um, because I'm usually teaching um, at a wellness center or a, a surf hostel or Hotel. So I usually do kind of have a home base and um, rent a scooter, and I'll really get to know what's going on around me. Um, but I have moved faster, I've, I have done the three days here, three days there. Um, And I find it very, very exhausting as well. I get very fatigued constantly having to shove everything back in my backpack and slap it on and then just you show up and you have no idea where you are and you're just at your hostel and then you go out for one dinner and you see one temple and then you go the next place. Like it's just so tiring. Um, But I think either way, either if you're going fast or if you're going at a slower pace, my top recommendation I think for uh, how to stay kind of uh, balanced uh, mentally and physically as well. Sarah is, I think that we all benefit when we have a little bit of time that we keep sacred. You know, when we kind of yeah. protect a little bit of our time for ourselves. Because I, it's so fun to meet new people. It's so fun to see that waterfall and that temple and do that museum. And of course, that's what we we want to experience it all and enjoy it all. But it's really key, I think, to kind of protect, even if it's just one hour a day, that's your, you know, from 9am to 10am, that's when you exercise for 30 minutes, you meditate for 15 minutes, and you uh you know pick pick whatever else brings you joy or do you just go for a yeah. quick jog around the block do you read um an inspirational book do you do a daily journal a bullet journal like what do you need for that 1 hour that you're keeping sacred to to feel mentally and physically at peace and happy happy cuz for me i have to do that like i have mm-hmm. i'm a little longer though cuz i do an hour yoga practice usually every morning but i try to keep sacred about in an hour and a half for the exercising yoga um Every day. And then I always, no matter what, would make myself um banana oatmeal every morning for breakfast. That is my my little, <laughs> little routine. Little routine. Yeah. It just helped me feel like more kind of at home no matter where I was. Um, and also I think when we're exercising and we meditating and we're doing things that feel really Good and it helps boost, you know, our our confidence, our self esteem, our sense of self and of control, because we can feel really out of control when you're traveling. And if you can control just those one or two little things in the morning, I think it helps um, set up that kind of positive experience for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, I love that. One thing I do too is, I I don't know why it is what it is, why I'm obsessed, but like after like a long day of touring or trekking and all of that stuff, I am such a draw myself a nice hot bubble bath and I love to just like lay there with my eyes closed and breathe and just relax it is one of my probably my my little routines to do when I'm traveling and even at home after just a long stressful day I love just doing that where you just I just breathe and I let the water be around me and I don't know I just feel so at peace there um, and then one of my big routines, too, is when I come home from a long vacation, I always get reflexology done. Ooh. Um, yeah, where the, it's more a massage on like your extremity. So your hands and your feet and your arms and your legs than a whole full body massage. And it is the most relaxing experience ever (laughs) and I highly suggest it's how I unwind from any trip I ever go on that's longer than a week um it's it's
1: absolutely you deserve that I'm so glad (laughs) you do it but I want to also ask Sarah do you look for hotels when you're traveling specifically that have bathtubs (laughs) like is that how you sort on your you know searching on booking.com or something
0: sometimes I mean obviously I stay at a lot of Well, I did now that I'm mid-30s the hostel thing is kind of not not what I want to do anymore but I I used to stay at hostels quite a bit and they obviously did not have the whole bathtub situation those were just in and out showers but when yeah when I'm traveling and like I'm actually like in a hotel yes I always ask for a room with a tub um because favorite like thing. no if it's exponentially higher in cost I will not take that room but mm. but it is one of my it's kind of one of my must-haves when I'm traveling now because If I'm going to go somewhere, like I want to be fully comfortable, especially if I'm like out of my comfort zone in so many other areas. Absolutely. I'm
1: glad that you have that and that, you know, that's your place to like tap into some peace. I love that you have that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, but so also one thing I want to like call out too is I think people need to also really take into consideration where they're traveling. And it's something I've learned just even You know, with my move out to Arizona, I've been going out there and I was there last week and I drink water. I'm a gallon of water a day. I love water, this and that, but not a lot of people are like that. And I think also to help maintain that healthy mindset, that healthy body outside of even just exercising and eating, it's knowing where you're going because it can really affect your health. So, for example, like going to Peru, we were very high up in the Andes Mountains. And so you tend to get headaches and this and that. So you have to really remain hydrated. Had I not known that, I might not have. And then that could affect my well-being 100% or even going to Arizona in that heat. you know Make sure you, you know the weather and the geographic and all of that stuff of where you're going because that's also going to help you get prepared so that way you can maintain that healthy, that
1: healthy balance while you're traveling as well. Absolutely, my friends, and I I I hope it doesn't sound too harsh, but we have a a big joke that we always say to each other, it's very serious though, hydrate or die. And like it's 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 just our catchphrase, but it's true. Hydration, I'm a gallon a day kind of girl as well. I love water. It it makes me feel so anxious to not have a bottle of water with me. Like it's like almost a safety blanket. Like I have to have water because in a lot of the countries we're traveling to as well. They don't have clean drinking water or you might not trust that, you know, they hand you a glass of water and you might not feel comfortable drinking that because the penalty for having a sip of water from the wrong source, it's a high cost. Yeah. So that's why I think also having that water bottle with you, a reusable. I love my Camelback. I have an Eddie body. Like it's just a standard plastic yep. screw top, a screw top one, just having one that you love and one that also is it's kind of has a nice enough um, mouthpiece for you to clean. You know, I wouldn't recommend those rubber, like, when you bite on it, like a binky with a baby. Like, those are oh, very yeah. hard to clean um, when you're traveling, and I find that I need one with a kind of a big enough, um, like, lid area so I can really get in with a sponge to clean as well. Um, I'd recommend always having a water bottle with you, as well as just being very mindful that when you're drinking enough water, you're helping to keep, like... All of your body, you're regulating yeah. your body temperature, you're lubricating your joints, you're preventing infections. Like you are actually even delivering nutrients to your cells. Like I'm a big water girl, and like to know that whole comprehensive, I'm not just drinking water because oh, I should do it. It's like I'm actually gonna be a little bit less likely to get a, a virus or an infection from my travels mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm drinking enough water, or I'm less likely to have joint pain from walking five miles a day because exactly. I'm drinking water. It's like, there's so many benefits of that. So just maybe educating yourself or being mindful on the reasons behind why you need water. Um, but it, it is serious. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Sarah, cause hydrating is so important.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things. So I'm also hypoglycemic. So my blood sugars get very, very low if I don't eat regularly or if I'm not staying hydrated, this and that, and it comes at, you know, you don't realize it's happening until it's already happened. And you get the shakes and all that stuff. So hydration is just such a big thing for me and making sure I maintain that timely schedule, whether it's, you know, one of the big things I utilize is if I stay in a hotel that has like a little mini fridge in the room and I make sure I stock that with like yogurts or string cheese or just something. So this way I always have at least something I can grab quickly. You know, maybe if I don't have time to actually sit down and have a meal between touring this and that, there's at least something I can grab to make sure I'm maintaining my energy and just my my health while I'm while I'm venturing.
1: I love that you say yogurt and string cheese. Like I think those are just such healthy snacks because I think it can be really easy to just want to grab that Snickers bar or these sug- high sugar processed and packaged foods, um, but they those actually like plummet your energy levels. And yeah. although they can taste good, uh, it, it's not the kind of snack that you need to be munching on to to help you have enough energy to get through your day, to feel full, to feel healthy. I love picking up nuts um, and just oh, making a yeah, little trail mix. Nuts are amazing. And they also, you know, you can throw them in your bag in a Ziploc. Um, mm-hmm. I always love bananas. And then you can of course pick up, usually it depends on your country, right? But a jar of peanut butter, grab some bananas, make yourself a PB and banana, banana sandwich. Oh, yeah. there's, there's a lot of options. I love, I love oatmeal because if you have oatmeal and a banana. I, I always travel with a little package of cinnamon. I'm crazy, but I just cinnamon, <laughs> no, banana, oatmeal, and then hot water. And then you have a meal. Yeah. So
0: every hotel room typically has that coffee pot. So oatmeal is very easy to do. You know, you just heat up instead of making coffee, just heat up the water. Yes. And you can do that. And, and yeah. And like, I learned about the chocolate and stuff like that. Cause when I first got the hypoglycemia I mean, that's what you would do. You know, you drink like orange juice really quickly or, just shove something so you can like get your energy up. But chocolate, like even though things like that can bring your energy up really quickly, it takes it back down just as quick. So it's like you get this like kind of like high because you're getting that sugar rush, but then you drop. You know what I mean? Worse mm-hmm. than you were before. So it's definitely to sustain. You have to have more of like a protein, and you know sometimes I'll even buy from like you know Starbucks those hard boiled eggs they have and throw those just in my fridge because you know they last a couple days and. Just anything quick and easy and yeah, nuts is a big one too, because that you don't even have to put in a fridge. You can just slab that in your purse or your backpack and totally worry about it, you know? And I
1: travel with like a little mini plastic knife, fork, and spoon that you can pick Same. up at any camping So yeah, any camping store yeah. for like four bucks or cheaper. And I love picking up an avocado and then just slathering it on a piece of bread. Um, if you happen mm-hmm. to pick up a hot sauce, wherever you are too, for like oh, yes. low, super cheap, it's so easy cause I'm a vegan. So the, the, the eggs, the cheese, the yogurts are a little trickier. Yeah. I can't do those, but, um, there's so many options for just, and, and remember when you're traveling, everyone, you have to be very careful. You want, um, your fruit to be have you know you're not going to be picking up grapes likely yeah. you're going to need something that has all of the skin covering all of it that can be removed um or you need to be making sure that it's being cleaned in a way that is um eliminating all the parasite and microbes and everything on that just to stay healthy because if you do get sick it's it's tough it's it's, it's a tough it's thing it's the
0: worst it's the worst getting sick when you're traveling there's um I was in Vienna and I had just done like a few day bus tour and there's something that you, you know, there's something you get on the buses. And I remember when I used to travel with Kentiki which is a 35 and, you know, 18 to 35 year old tour company, they used to call it the Kentiki cough, because when you're on a bus with people for X amount of time with the Avat, you know, the AC going, you get like a very dry cough. You're not sick, but this cough is annoying. And I was in Vienna and I had just done a bus ride because I went from um, Prague to Vienna, And that's how I transported there. And I was so sick and Mm -hmm. like such a dry cough. And it's the worst when you get sick because it ruins your time. You know, then you're stuck in this hotel room. That's not where you want to be when you're in Vienna. And then, you know, you're just kind of rushing to feel better. But, you know, you can't rush nature. (laughs) And so um, anything you could do to prevent yourself yeah, from getting sick, it's just do what you can. And what the biggest, I think the two biggest things is, yeah, kind of keeping that like schedule and sustaining, you know, your eating habits while you're going. And I'm not saying you have to have salads every darn time, but also, um, you know, the hydration is just, I think one of the, the biggest, biggest things. I even carry little packets of like emergency with me just in case, you mm-hmm. know, just to, you could throw those in your bag and call it a day and and then those rice cakes I get the rice cakes too and you know it's good the rice cakes are good with um you know what I'm talking about right the little Mm -hmm. so you do the rice cakes and then you throw a tomato and then avocado and like salt and pepper nice so delicious
1: good call that's (laughs) awesome
0: it's a nice little it's a nice little snack I mean that's lunch sometimes I mean I'm not gonna lie (laughs) Mm. you know it's that it's that type of thing (laughs)
1: Yeah, I did an accidental lunch. I was such a mistake. I was in Anchor Watt, and I didn't want it. Or I didn't want any of those, you know, pork fried noodle, fried rice. I just didn't want any of that stuff. So I just my whole lunch was I ate an entire pineapple, and that was so yeah. uncomfortable. It was way too much of that, uh, you know, citric acid. I just felt oh, like yeah. my my tongue was on fire. My <laughs> my throat hurt so bad. I. Yeah, I've made some boo boos when it comes to eating, like because I'm dodging meat and I'm trying to, you know, eat vegan or eat too healthy. But yeah, yeah, that was a big mistake.
0: <laughs> I feel like that happens to the best of us, though. Can't we can't be on on point all the time? That's just that's just impossible. <laughs> it is.
1: But I do think of uh, being mindful, as you said, as, as well as your hydration and having snacks available that are healthy. But just remembering, if you can, reduce the amount of caffeine and alcohol you're consuming. Oh yeah. I know that when we're traveling you want to feel like I need to stay up as late as I can. I'm partying my whole night away, but, but <laughs> it just, maybe that's super fun. Do it occasionally. But if you're doing it, you know, a few nights in a row, you, you will likely get sick. And if yeah. you're drinking too much alcohol, you're really dehydrating yourself, waking up with a headache, having it four cups of coffee. You are really, it's like sending your body through a cheese grater. It's like oh, so yeah. much acidity and it's Um, it's a diuretic. So you're even more dehydrated. And then if you add sugar and cream to it, then you create this really awful concoction for your belly. So I'm not saying don't have any coffee. I'm not saying don't have any alcohol. I'm I'm just saying in in moderation. moderation. Yeah. Cause that'll make your whole trip go better.
0: Yeah. Same with salt too. And that's the one hard thing about eating out is you just, it's so hard to know how much salt, but I don't know about you. Salt makes me just swell up. And so if I'm going to be like on the go all the time, I have to limit the amount of salt or else I'm just going to bloat and swell. And then you're more, you're more dehydrated because of the salt. And so like I think limiting that too is super important in in addition to the alcohol and the coffee
1: and you know all that kind of stuff. No, that's a great thing to to bring up and in so many of the Asian countries everything is soy sauce based. Yeah. So a lot of your yeah, a lot of salts coming your way when you're traveling. <laughs> oh yes, quite quite a quite a ton there.
0: <laughs> yes. So this is, these tips, this is, this is all amazing. And I know I've learned a lot more today on how to, you know, especially on the working outside and just how to find that balance. And I love that dedicating at least some time during the day for you, um, you know, that's not centered around touring and all of that. and Whether it's working out or meditating or just sitting in silence, you know, just something to kind of like recenter yourself before you do venture out is so important. What is next for your, you know, kind of like personal travel journey for you know the wild yoga tribe. What? Where do you see things heading for yourself?
1: Ooh. Um. So, what's next for the wild yoga tribe? Definitely the podcast is such a new baby that I'm creating that I'm so excited so about. So that feels like the next step. Um. I am offering as well private yoga classes on Zoom. Um. There, I'm sure will be a link to the sh- in the show notes to that, and then. There is, I'm a meditation teacher on Insight Timer. So that's a free app. You don't even have to create an account if you don't want to, but you can just log on and listen to guided meditations from me. And that's a nice way to, oh yeah, just ground down. Just take, I have a three minute meditation, even an SOS one. So just taking a, a little time, you know, to, to come back to your center, to breathe, to connect with your mind and your body, because Um, even if you don't notice that you're feeling a little anxious or stressed, it's, it can be just held in your shoulders and your jaw. And when you're breathing slowly, you're, you're activating your parasympathetic nervous system, which is amazing for rest and digest and restore. And so they're just great benefits to dedicating a few minutes a day, whether you're traveling or not. (laughs) Um, and for me, um, my, what's next for my travels is I'm going to the south of France. I've never been to the south. I've only done Paris. Oh, I'm sorry. I've done, a, I've done like a lot of France, but I've never been to the south. So I, I've done a lot of the north. I've done the west. I've done central, but I haven't done anything further south than Lyon. So I'm looking forward to doing this lake house trip and hiking trip with my husband. We're going to go in a couple weeks. Oh, and then awesome. we're gonna do a little kind of honeymoon getaway in Sardinia in Italy. So we're very excited to do Italy this summer. And then in the fall, I'll be spending a month in Egypt. Oh wow. Yeah. That's exciting. It's my Are you set- about that? So excited. Um, one of my <laughs> best yoga friends that I've made, she's another yoga teacher. We got trained together in Nepal. Um, It was both of our first times, like, solo traveling to a place. She is just the sweetest, kindest. Her name's Farah, just a a most amazing woman and teacher and friend. And I visited her for a few weeks um, in 2019, and I just am so excited to go back to see her. So it it sounds like our schedule is aligned, like, the hopefully coronavirus will let this happen. I I think we're in the wake of it now, I I think, but that's the plan. I think we're
0: getting there. I think we're... I think things are opening up for us for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm just itching to get back to India. I really thought that I it was my intention. I would want it to go to India every single year um, for the foreseeable future for a month at least or two uh, months because I have yoga teachers there that I want to continue to study with. So I can be a better teacher and um, more in tune and aligned with um, the, you know, ancient teachings, but I just don't know when I'll be able to get back to India. That's, I think that'll have to be a 2022 thing.
0: Yeah. I know there's so many, you know, it's so hard because now that things are opening up, you want to like cram everything in so you can, you can get out there. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately some of it, even I've been like, okay, I guess I'll, I have to push that till next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the big thing is Morocco. I'm going to Morocco in April of next year with members of the solo travel women's society. And, um, that one I'm so excited for, but I'm also like, Oh my God, it's still 10 months away. I want to go
1: now. <laughs> oh, I I'm so excited. You're doing that. Oh, that'll be such an amazing gift for you and for the women involved. Cause yeah. Oh, what a great been. place. Have you I've never been? been no, but no. it's on my list as well. Definitely you
0: should come. It'll be so fun.
1: (laughs) We'll see if the stars align. I'll be there with you,
0: Sarah. (laughs) I'll be your yoga
1: teacher. How about that? Uh, That
0: would be so fun to like actually do like a wellness thing ever each day before we like venture out. That would be so cool.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it.
0: (laughs) Well, this is amazing. Every time before we end and wrap things up, I always ask our guests, if you could like just kind of sum up everything and if this is the only thing that someone listening hears today, what is that one key piece of advice that you can give our travelers?
1: Oh, Sarah, I love it. (laughs) I love it. You're challenging me. I I feel like if I could give one piece, like one power phrase um, to offer to your listeners, it would be to drop your shield. And I know that maybe that doesn't seem complete in alignment with all the health and wellness we've talked about, but if you're dropping your shield, you are grounding down, you're letting go, you're releasing, you're, you're able to kind of touch more into your sense of self, your wholeness, your peace. And so in taking care of yourself, in exercising and eating well and being mindful with your food and your uh, alcohol and your drink and caffeine, and your hydration. It, it's its this mindfulness and this presence that happens when you're not so tight and constricted and you feel shielded and guarded and like oh, tense and in control. It's like, just drop it, drop your shield. You will be happier and well, off, better off and happier and healthier because of it.
0: I love that. I, that's such good advice. It is one of those things. It's like, just break that barrier down. Like you said, drop that shield and just make the most out of your experience and your time while still, you know, it doesn't have to be so hard. (laughs) It really doesn't. As long as you just like breathe and find that balance. And you know, it it really, really doesn't guys. So thank you so much, Lily. This was a great conversation. I learned a lot. I'm sure our audience learned a lot. It was so great having you here
1: and we just really appreciate it. Thank you, Sarah. It's been a joy to be with you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to follow or subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening on. And if you really liked what you heard today, give us a rating. We love to hear from you and get your feedback. See you next week.